Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Hey, a new era in afternoons. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Coming up in about 10 minutes. Hey, we're going to do a little um, presidential essentials. That's good. Only the need to know stuff about the 2024 presidential election. And we're going to talk about how Biden's old. <laughs> we certainly need to know that. Get us without a doubt. They didn't talk about it enough this weekend. We've been talking uh, about the waste management open. A lot of people, uh, obviously a lot of people went as yeah. evidenced by the crowds. Yeah. And... Um, there's a problem. There's some questions. There are some questions regarding how the open, dare I say, is is run, how the waste management open is managed. And like, was it, was it, did it go off the rails? Did it go too far? Did it go off the rails this week? Because it seems like every year it's like we put, they push the envelope a little. I'm wondering if they just obliterated the envelope. <laughs> Joining us right oh, now, uh, uh, we're, we're joined by um, a, a young lady who, who worked at the Waste Management Open. And, I hope um, it wasn't Thursday, because I went Thursday, and that oh, was, okay. that was well, wet. Joining, we, won't, we will not use her name yeah. uh, for, for reasons you might understand, but thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks. Um, so you were working, um, dare I say, security. You were uh, uh, there. Yes. And can you tell me a little bit about what you saw? I mean, I've seen some of the pictures and the videos and uh, you know, drunk people lying face down, people teetering. People uh, also carried out. Rain and and mud, and uh, it seemed like there was a little bit of everything this year. Well, it was all of that and more, and that's just what you saw. Okay. (laughs) I was was on, I had a front row seat to all of the antics. Ooh. Um, I was working security on the 16th hole. Okay. And I had been working Tuesday through Saturday night. Got it. So I saw all of it. You were there for the the heart of it, yes. I was there. I was there. I did not go back in on Sunday for Your own the reasons. reasons we will talk about. Right. Uh, so tell me a little bit. You show up on Tuesday, and I mean, I've got to believe it's going okay. You know, I mean, Tuesday was hardly raucous. You got into it okay. When did it start to go oh, downhill? Yeah. Well, Tuesday through, I'd say Thursday afternoon was great. We were having a blast. Mm-hmm. Things were being run really tight. We were told not more than one alcoholic drink in and out of the venues. Um, people could not bring cans into the 16th into the skybox because they've had trouble in the past with people throwing cans down on the players in the green. So we had some things to go on, you know, where we had some absolute rules to follow. Friday came around and it's just like everything was thrown out the window. Hmm. We just, we were told no limit on drinks. They can bring cans in. There's too many people here to go by the rules. There's too many people. It's going to take too long to move them through here if you guys abide by all the rules. Okay. So we were told anything goes. Okay, so anything anything goes started on Friday? Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. Okay. Um, yeah. We're being joined by a young woman who uh, is who did work the 16th hole, security. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the stories are out there. We talked a little bit about this, Bruce, in the last hour, uh, how a lot of people think this this thing went completely off, off the rails. Yeah. Okay. So alcohol was out of control. Uh, so you saw people, what, paramedics? Were there, like, what, what did you see that, that will, 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 will tell everybody, yeah, this is how out of control it got? Well, like I said, Tuesday through, I'd yeah. say Thursday evening even, it was fun. We were having a blast. Right. Fans were having a blast. But Friday All and Saturday. Sudden, yeah, it just 
flipped. How? And I'm not quite sure why, but I think the crowds, they let too many people in. Mm-hmm. There's too many people to keep an eye on. Plus, people were getting in. Whoever was at the front gates just said, heck with it. Come on in. So so something so we changed, thinking, like the, the security screenings and whatnot. You noticed a change. Yeah. Yes, we noticed a noticeable change. Okay, but I want to know. Had, I, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to know what you saw that that made you say, "My goodness, this thing's out of control." What did you see with your own eyes? Uh, people being carried in on stretchers. Okay. People not able to come down the stairs, not knowing their names. Okay. Uh, we were receiving bribe after bribe to get into the 16th hole. Okay. Um, kids that had. Enormous amounts of money. We can't figure out how to get the money to get into this thing. But it was mostly the alcohol. People falling on my way out Saturday night. I saw three men down on the sidewalk bleeding. I don't know how they got down there. But, yeah, we had a woman carried out on Friday evening who couldn't even tell us her name. And a bartender came down to me who had been serving this woman. And she was really nervous. She said, can they sue me? Oh. She says, I was, I was told to keep pouring no matter what. Mm. Wow. Because and, in a bar, yeah, I said, you, you can't do that. Yeah. In a bar, you got to cut people off at some point, Kato's. Uh, right. Being... And I asked her that. Weren't you told to cut her off? She said, no. We were told to keep par- to keep pouring. They're here for a party. Okay. And they paid a lot of money to get in here. Well, all right. It's interesting. We're being joined by uh, a woman who worked the 16th hole uh, at the Phoenix Open. And there were some paramedics. There were stretchers. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I think you were put in a tough spot because they shouldn't yeah. have just allowed, you know, the, you should have been backed up by your, your bosses and stuff like that. That being said, and I totally get that, and I feel bad that you had to go through that. That being said, this doesn't sound like any different than years past to me. Um, it was the amount of people that was different from the past. People quit overnight on Friday. So we were so short of security on Saturday. Oh, you mean employees? Employees didn't come back to work. Oh. Correct. Security Mm. and other employees could not deal with what happened on Friday. So when Saturday came, we did not have enough workforce. And there were more people there on Saturday than ever. Okay. okay. So those dynamics Mm. just made it a nightmare. More people, Um, fewer security. You you said you didn't go back Sunday. Is it because you just had enough and you were like, I'm not going back? A lot of us said that's enough. We don't want to be. We don't want to be privy to it. We don't want any part of it. And so you—that's yeah. the reason you didn't go back on Sunday. Correct. Okay. Wow. Did some Correct. of your friends not go back Sunday because it was such a blank show as everybody was calling it? Right. Yeah. yeah it was that show and more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I was privy to hear some of the golfers, and I won't mention names. Yeah. But just saying, they are not coming back to this tournament. Yeah. That it's gotten way out of hand. Are you going to work but this they, tournament next year? Not if they don't change it. No. Several of us are putting a letter together to the Thunderbirds to tell them the things we saw and experienced. A woman fell out of one of the balconies on the 16th hole and got hurt. Yeah, right. I remember hearing that. Um, Yeah. We just, oh, my gosh. I could go on and on and on to the things that we witnessed. We were told um, on Saturday when they shut it down, it wasn't just because of the alcohol. People were breaching the pavilions. We had four guys breach the 16th hole 
pavilion with four bags that had not gone through security. And we knew that because they were not clear bags. You're not allowed to bring a bag in that isn't a clear bag. So, yeah, it, it kind of, mm. you so, know, a lot of the, the structures and the um, uh, procedures fell apart. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We genuinely appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to All me. Right. Yeah, no, sorry you had such a, a bad time. Yeah. I, I mean, I do mean that. I, to put a bow on it, I, I don't think anything was different but except I, one thing. What's that? There was too little staff. Yeah. People didn't want to work anymore, and because it had gotten out of control. Yeah, it's it's and it's a chicken the, and egg argument. Yeah, I mean, I think people acted the same as they always did at the open. Mm-hmm. I don't think that changed. I think that this poor woman uh, was was left to do the job of ten people, and Here's that's what not I tell fair. You. Here's what I would think changed, possibly changed, because of the rain, the postponements, some of the cancellations. It packed more people in in a shorter period of time. That's a good point. As opposed to maybe stretching it out, people felt like the sun's shining, this is the only time we're going to do it, and and that could have led to some of the issues as well. We appreciate that. Hey, presidential essentials. We're going to dig into a little bit of that. It's Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. We'll talk about it next on KTAR. If you want to save America, you must vote for your favorite president of all time. I promise you that our best days are yet to come. My memory is fine. I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States. Having two 80-year-olds running for president, America deserves better. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I've got a better. Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. Presidential Essentials. Only the need-to-know stuff about the 2024 presidential election. All right, Bruce, here we go. Presidential right. Essentials. We've got several stories. Yeah. It's all about the election. Let's go through the first one. Got it. Uh, you brought this to my attention earlier today. It is a new poll. Yep. And it says uh, 86% of Americans say Joe Biden is too old to run for president. That is a big issue for the D's. Here's why I say this. Mm. He ain't gonna get younger between now and November. No. Like, I I mean, I suppose it's possible that Joe Biden gets some sort of second wind and and becomes a spry, energetic 81-year-old. I just don't think that's going to happen no and i'll tell you i watch a lot i watched a few of these sunday shows oh that was big on it right that was all anyone was talking about and i think that that's that's what we should be talking about i think is it's again it's not really his age it's no it's his mental acuity it's not the number no it's it's not not 81 mm -mm. no there are plenty of people who are 81 and sharp he's just not one of them he's not one of them so i found it really interesting bruce that they sent out and when I say they, like the Biden administration sent out like Mayorkas and they sent out this other yeah, person. What do they call that? Surrogates. Yeah, all yeah. the surrogates. And they say, let me tell you something. He's fine. He's, I'll even go so far as when we're behind closed doors. I mean, I've really got to prepare for this meeting with Joe Biden because he's so sharp and sharp he answers attack. all these questions. And I'm looking at them and go, you're just lying. <laughs> you're totally lying. Yeah. Why would he show up in front of a camera right. and come across as doddering, uh, 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 almost unstable on his feet? At time? Now, I, and yeah. I don't want to I don't want to bury the lead in this, too. Eighty six percent of Americans think Biden's too old. Sixty two percent think Trump is too old. Yeah, Trump's too old, too. Uh, I mean, right? Yeah, the, the presidency ages you. You ever seen those pictures of, of like, uh, the inauguration? I'm Obama was the one. Inauguration, when he left eight years later, he didn't age eight years. He aged 38 years. Right, right. right. I even saw, I saw a clip of Joe Biden in 2020 when he was really old. Yeah. 
I got to tell you, man, he was pretty sharp. Yeah. And at that point, and I go, he's still you know, His I mean, speech was fluid. It's totally different four years later. And I, I think that's a great point, man. It's not the number. It's no. not 81. It's not the report that said he was a, a well-meaning elderly man with a bad... It's, that's not what it is. Mm. It's what we see with our own eyes. It's yeah. when he speaks. It's a great it point. doesn't instill confidence. He doesn't look like... He's going to, again, suddenly get some second wind. And he can't make the, the case against Trump. Can't speak. No. He can't do it. No. He can't. If you can't make the case against Trump, you shouldn't be running against Trump. Hmm? The other thing, the narrative over the weekend was there are two different Joe Bidens, one behind closed doors and one in front of. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and, and that's what I heard over and over and over again. And I'm like, listen, you're just lying you're lying. Yeah, you're, you're you're that he, he's not different behind. Now, have I been with him behind closed doors? No. This guy gets up at a podium. He's no idea where he is, Bruce. He can't wake his, wake his way off the stage. Right. These are presidential essentials. Okay. Only the need the to know The age isn't going away. No. That issue is not going away. No. All right. So uh, with presidential essentials, we bring you only the need to know stuff uh, about uh, the 2024 election. Yep. What's plan B? For the D's? Democrats might need a plan B, and it might take place at a certain, let's say, venue. I would think the convention. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, the the Democratic National Convention, would, I would say, would be the last chance yeah. for the D's, for either Joe Biden himself to say, you know what, I've decided I, I, I can't commit to doing this for four years, or for the D's to say... Um, as opposed to losing on principle, <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna change candidates. I mean, because here's the thing: I hear the Democrats making the argument, the economy's doing well, stock market's all time high, like all these Biden accomplishments. And and some go, of it's true, Great. yeah, and they can all be true. And people still see him talk and watch and watch. And I'm just telling you, the people that are going to decide this election, yeah. think Biden is too old to be elected, and the re-elected. people are. Independence. Yeah. If you hate Trump and you're a Democrat, you're going to vote for Biden no matter what. Doesn't make a difference. No. And vice versa. Right. right. Doesn't make, we're talking about the people who vote. How about this? People that voted for Trump and Biden in the last two elections. Those are the ones we're talking to. Right. The, they are not comfortable with Biden right now. Yeah. If I'm an independent, I can't vote for Joe Biden. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Because of the border. Because I really think he's trying to win this and hand the president, presidency off to Harris. I've told you, I don't like Donald Trump. But right now, I would I would vote for Donald Trump, only because it, at least he could get up there and 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 show that he's he's lucid at least eighty percent of the time, and Biden's almost at five yeah, percent so of the like, time. Which is worse, right? The, 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 the demented or the criminally insane? I think <laughs> is where we're at because because Trump made some comments over the weekend as well. Presidential essentials only the need to know stuff about the twenty twenty four presidential election. Are you talking about this comment? The presidents of a big country stood up said. Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. 
So he's encouraging Russia, of course, to attack NATO allies right. if they don't pay their bill. That we we won't the United States won't come to their defense. This oh, was this was maybe the second biggest story. Well, you can put you can do an A and, a, and an A minus. Really, it's Biden is old, and Trump says uh, he's going to hand Europe over to Russia. Um, it, it's unsurprising to me that he doesn't understand how NATO works. Mm-hmm. Uh, NATO's not a uh, it's not a membership country club. Where you got uh, dues, uh, and if you don't pay your dues, they're going to kick you out. That's not how it works. It's a percentage of GDP, military budget, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? It's fair to say some countries don't spend the amount that they should. Mm-hmm. Having said that, we are not going to look the other way as Russia continues to want to expand. And Putin, who's possibly as crazy as Trump, says, well, you know what? There's a lot of Nazis in Germany. I think we're going to have to go liberate them. Let's get into Germany next. See, I didn't take it that way. I, I think that Trump is just nuts. And the way that he negotiates is he says crap like this. This is his way of saying we're not footing the entire bill, everybody. If you're a NATO country, we're not going to foot the whole bill. You're going to have to pay. And here's how he does it. He threatens them. That's what he does. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying this is his negotiation tactic. He threatens them. I don't think the rest of the world, and certainly Europe, doesn't see it that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Presidential essentials only they need to know stuff about the 2024 presidential race between two very old men. <laughs> Literally between two very old men. Oh, I hope something changes before oh, November, gosh. for goodness sakes. Are you unsafe at church because of what is happening in the Middle East, Israel, Gaza. We're going to dig into it next. It's Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos on KTAR. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. We are growing like a weed. I'm telling you right now. We're everywhere, Gatos, on the socials. Okay, Outspoken KTAR on the website formerly known as Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on the Facebook. Yeah, and- you asked for people... <laughs> Over the weekend, you asked for constructive criticism. I did. From our first week. What's yeah. the matter with you? You don't ask. It, you don't? It, no. I thought there were some good comments. All right. You don't read the comments. I don't. You? I just assume that they're just like, well, uh, we like we like Bruce, but we don't like Gatos. No, and I was, I was more, just like, you know what? actually more, more Gatos. And by the way, more Becky Lynn. Uh, I think well, we got a lot obvious. of that. That goes without saying, doesn't it? That's <laughs> obvious. Yeah, we have a lot. We have back and forth. I like, I like to communicate with people. I'll um, continue to try. I appreciate At that. times, I can be unapproachable. I hear that. Okay. I tell everybody what a nice guy you are behind okay. the scenes. That's I'm dope. ruining your image. Don't do in that. The, in the real world, all right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can uh, you can follow us on any of our socials. You can interact with the show. We use comments on it. I got to tell you, one of the things, though, anytime I hear, anytime I hear a headline like this, my heart sinks. Yeah. You hear... A shooting at a church. And I mean, not not that there's any place that you can't have a shooting anymore, right? I mean, think of a building or location and there's been a shooting there. But there's something almost uniquely evil about it happening at a church. And it happened in Texas. Yeah, Joel Osteen's uh, church. He's uh, That's one of those mega churches, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. So th- this is uh, in the Houston area. Yeah. And so here's the deal. Uh-huh. Because, you know, there's thousands of people that go to this church, and they definitely have security. I'll tell you that right now. Sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, Every church has security. Every synagogue has security. Uh, I went to my niece's uh, uh, 
bat mitzvah. I saw a video of you carrying the chair. I did. I carried the chair. I saw that. I felt weird. I'm a Christian carrying the chair to this <laughs> Jewish event. Didn't get hit by lightning. You're good. And there was uh, there was uh, a security there. Sure. Because you have to have that in this day and age. How sad is that? My, my church, CCV, we've got, uh, it's a big church. Sure. And they have security there as well. Yep. Some you can see and some you can't see. But at the Joel Osteen uh, Houston area church. So this... This is weird. This, this woman. This story has everything, doesn't it? Well, I think that she's trans. Okay, so I, that's biological fair. male trans woman. Now, correct. She she had all these mental issues, and she got a gun, and it was an AR fifteen, and it was she got it legally. I don't know how that happened. I had uh, already had a uh, um, I don't know what you call it, like a uh, a mental health hold put on her right. years years ago from right. the. From the Houston police due to mental issues. She's got a Palestine sticker uh, on the gun. Right. And then she decides, I'm bringing my son, who's seven. And brought a child. And then I'm going to fire on hundreds of people. Yeah, start shooting in the church. What's the matter with people? It's Texas. And and I don't know if she planned on the fact that there were multiple off-duty law enforcement there who were armed and yeah. engaged and shot and killed her. Unfortunately, the child was struck in the head as well as Awful. in critical condition. Who brings their kid to, to a, a shooting? shooting? Yeah. Like, that's what she did. She brought her kid to a and, shooting. It makes no sense. And what? Okay, so you're, you have the Palestine thing. Wait, were you mad at Christians? What are you mad at Christians for? They're like, wait a minute, I mean, we don't have a dog in this fight. Come I don't on. really know. This I, isn't us. I just think it's... We didn't do it. Maybe she doesn't like people who are religious and... Um, but yeah, the whole Palestine angle. I didn't even and, think of that. You said, why would you drag the Christians into it? I don't know. I, I had I no go, idea. Wait a minute. You, you got a problem with Palestine? Free Palestine was written on the gun. Right. What are you doing at Joel Osteen's church? Did you get lost? Maybe it's because he's popular. He's well known. I'm going to go and make a splash well, by doing this. I also I, say, I don't know. I, I, and I don't think we can sweep it under the rug that, um, the shooter was put, uh, it was called put under an order for emotional detention, which means uh, police officers transported her to a medical facility because she was deemed a danger to herself or others. Now, this was back in 2016, but you made the point. So in 2016, she was put in a mental institution? Literally by police against her will. And she got a gun Legally. all these years later. It's Texas. I know, they but still. Out I, but, but, but they should, but I mean, come on, even in Texas. Well, this is, again, these are these things like, how did they get a gun? Exactly. She got it legally. Shouldn't. This right. is an example of someone who shouldn't be out buying firearms as evidenced by not only what they they did with them, but because of a history of literally being uh, involuntarily uh, uh, committed for emotional detention because we, you're seen as a danger. Do we know she bought the gun or is it possible someone no, gave it, it to says, her? It, uh, according to the reports, the gun was bought legally mm. by, 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 by her. her. Yes, excuse me. I yes. mean, I'm horrified that she's been raising this kid for this long, too. I mean, yeah. he's seven. The kid is seven and this kid, this kid is fighting for his life. I think, I don't know if there's any good news in this story. No, this apparently, not. um, the shooting itself happened in between services because you say hundreds were there. The place holds oh thousands, tens of thousands. Oh, it's right? a huge arena. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah. it's literally like a concert arena. You yeah. know, um, and they said this was between services, so that it wasn't as packed as it would normally be. I, I mean, when I go to church with my wife, when my wife and I go to church, we go to as I said a pretty big church. Yeah, I never feel unsafe. 
ever. I don't. I don't think about stuff I like this when I go to church. I think you feel until you do. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm not picking a seat, you know, just just in case somebody gets in. Um, because, well, first really, of, you no, don't, you don't, you're not no. one of those, like I sit in restaurants. I want to see the door. I see you do. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do oh, that. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. No, like it a, never crosses my mind. Really? No. Okay. No. Why do you do it? Why do you want to see, you the want door? To see somebody coming I in? Don't, I right? don't trust you wanna, people. You don't trust in general. It makes you feel <laughs> anxious if you're not, if you're, if your back uh, is to the door. Yeah. I want to, I want to have a, a view of the room. I want to know what's going on. I want situational awareness. But is it because me. of past shootings or is this just in general? You, yeah. Not just shootings, but I want to know if anyone who is wishing to do harm in some way, shape or form walks through the front door. If in a place that I'm not used to going to a restaurant or something like that. Yeah. I don't like large crowds. I don't, I'm not a big fan of like concerts and things like that. Cause I can't watch everything. I've worked in the music industry for yeah, 20 years and you're, you scared of a concert. Yeah. Well, is I was this, always backstage. I wasn't out in the crowd. Is this new since it no. seems like more of this is, I, you know, I wouldn't say that it's, it's like in the last six months or something, no, but no, I've been last I've five con- years. Longer than that. Longer than Longer that. Longer than that. I've had cop friends who tell me that, that, and I think they mean it as a compliment. They go, you've got that, like, cop radar, because that's, police officers do that. Hmm. You know, I got plenty of friends that are police officers. They go, oh, absolutely. They you know, sit with their, yeah. You, 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 you have to have situational awareness of your surroundings at all times, because you never, you never know right. when it's. Where you are and what you're doing, but yeah, uh, it unfortunately, it happened at a and, church again. Yeah, uh, in in Houston at Joel Osteen's church. It's outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. The Niners lost the Super Bowl before overtime even started. How did that happen? We're going to talk to Paul Calvisi. And by the way, how did the Niners not know the Super Bowl rules, uh, overtime rules? We're digging into it next on KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Talking pigskin with Polly. Brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. Hey, our buddy Paul Calvisi. Last time we'll have him on, of course, for the NFL season as it ended yesterday. The 49ers lost. To the uh, two-time uh, in a row. You're, you're a little Chiefs. happy about the Niners losing, aren't you? Hey, PCAL, if I could drink the Niners' tears, I would I would be drunk. <laughs> so, wait a minute. You're the one American who does not have KC fatigue? W- what is it about wanting the Niners to lose? I'm a Cardinals fan. Okay. It's, it's division rival it's issue a, for him. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, see. I, can't, I can't root for the 49ers. Although... Um, you know, I I think that I think they blew it yesterday. I really do. I don't mm. think they knew the the overtime rules because it was different. Because the Niners took the ball first in overtime. It's they a had dumb, an option, right? It's the dumbest the thing in the world. You never like, take the ball first. No, it's like if it's a baseball game, do you want to hit in the top of the ninth or the bottom of the ninth? Ooh. You want last licks. And the Niners said, "Sure, I'll hit first. So did they blow it in overtime by doing that? Because we know what happened. Mahomes went down, scored the game winner after, a, and what do you think? Yeah, they blew it. They, it blew, was one it. Of yeah, a ser- they blew it. It, it. it was one of a series of gas. I mean, the the extra point blocked would have made it a four-point game. They had the punt return turnover that gift-wrapped Kansas City's first touchdown. Yep. Right? They missed the block of Chris Jones in overtime on the key third and four, so he's right in the face of Brock Purdy. Yep. They got to sell up for a field goal. Christian McCaffrey had the lost fumble. I mean, Trey Greenlaw with a freak oh. Achilles 
and an injury. I mean, all I mean, just brutal. But but Kyle Shanahan thinking that I'm playing for the third possession because on the third possession it's truly sudden death. Here's the problem. So and wait a minute, wait a minute, back up again. So, well, hold on, hold on. So I, I I need to explain it. So in overtime, each team gets a chance, right? That's the new yeah. rule. No matter what, they can score. T- the first team can score a touchdown. It doesn't mean the game's over no. like in the regular season. No. Okay. The other team still gets a chance to yes. tie it. So he was thinking, whatever we do, they're going to match it, and then we go to sudden death third opportunity. Yeah, here's the problem. If you score a field goal, then they go for a touchdown like they did. Even if you go for a touchdown, like the Chiefs said, well, we'll score a touchdown and then go for two. Oh, that's so right. Either way, yeah. either way, they have a chance to end the game without you ever seeing that third possession of overtime. Mm. So do you think that that San Francisco was just, they didn't know the rule and they didn't think it was going to go to overtime and they weren't prepared for what, what to tell their player when they did the coin flip? They said it was predetermined. They said they had already talked about it. They said they already ran the numbers and the analytics, and that was really? their strategy. What was shocking was after the game, how many 49ers players said, we didn't even know the basic rules of the new overtime. Right? I, I, so, I, I, I heard that. They said they thought they won the game when they kicked the, the field goal. I'm like, no, 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 it's still going. Oh, geez, is that really true? They yeah. thought they won the game after the there field goal? There was guys on the sideline that thought the game was over when oh, they kicked the field goal. Oh, my goodness. Well, they so deserve it. It couldn't get any worse for Kyle Shanahan. It can always get worse. You're Ooh. now the first head coach to ever blow two double digit leads in a Super Bowl. Remember in the NFC Championship game in 21, they blew a 10 point fourth quarter lead to the Rams. So oh. it just keeps getting worse for Kyle Shanahan in money moments. Paul Galvisi's joining us, Arizona Cardinals uh, sideline reporter. We're talking about the uh, Super Bowl. Okay. So Travis Kelsey, uh, <laughs> what is Taylor it? Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Elder abuse on Andy Reid oh. on the sidelines. I mean, goodness gracious, he's kicking an old man. <laughs> that is ego run amuck. Yeah. You really? Know, you know how high maintenance he must be behind the oh. scenes right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's really lucky they won the game and yeah. everyone could laugh that off because that was a really bad look. Paulie, Paulie, now, Pauly, really? Pauly, now uh, you've you, you've been on the sideline. I don't even know with the Cardinals. Run into the head coach. But you I, do not bull rush your own head fair coach. Fair enough, but there are, there are. Um, I like the passion. Passionate, heated conversations. Is that fair to say on the sideline? Sure, without bull rushing your head coach and making <laughs> contact and almost causing a 65-year-old to fall over and drop its play sheet. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's plenty of heated conversations, but I'll be honest with you. Most typically, it's with the offense or a defensive coordinator or assistant coaches. Very rarely will guys touch the third rail and go after the head coach. Okay, okay. But if you're Travis Kelsey and you got the, 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 right. you got the, the whole world in the palm of your hand, you can do whatever you want. I right. mean, you know, he's he's got he's got to touch the ball. He only had one catch in the first half for one yard. He's got his girl up in the suite, you know. I mean, she brought home the hardware. He had to bring home the hardware. Right, right. And she so luckily for Japan. Travis Kelsey, he's got Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, what Taylor Swift did to that beer, Mahomes did <laughs> to the 49ers defense in overtime, and he gets another Lombardi trophy. Uh, I know. Hey. I know. Never bet. Against Patrick Mahomes. Never, never. Of never. Story. It's well, stupid. And they made him mad. They made the Kansas City Chiefs underdogs in the last three playoff games. They made him mad. He yep. cited it after the game. Wow. And now what gets worse for the NFL, he has further motivation because no NFL team in the Super Bowl era has ever three-peated. So now there's his motivation going and, into next year. And he's got that killer instinct like a Michael Jordan. Yep. 
Paul, it's been fun to pick on you. You picked on us. Um, I think it was a good segment this year. You, Larry, you have a long track record of calling in sick on Mondays after the Super Bowl, <laughs> so I'm glad to see you actually made it in. I'm actually glad to see that Bruce still has a job after I saw him in all those Phoenix Open videos. <laughs> hey now. And drunk. Hey uh, now. So I'm glad to see you guys are still here. We're still this here, man. Guy. P-Cal, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Arizona Cardinals sideline reporter Paul Calvisi. We're having fun. This You've been listening to Pigskin with Pauly, brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing, serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. All right. Hi. Hey, uh, this portion of the show brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Wow. Super Bowl. That was a big one. Can we can we talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl? There was a lot going on. Absolutely. I watched it with my mom. That's a story in and of itself. I've heard about this. I want to hear this story. And my mom likes Patrick Mahomes. Oh gosh. I do not know why. She likes. She just likes Patrick Mahomes. She, she likes winners. She likes winners. Kansas City. She likes Chiefs. you. You're a winner. There is that. Talking about it next on KTAR.